As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, today, kick us off with this week's spoiler theme song. Aliens are everywhere. But that's okay, because my hair looks great. It's time for Civ Pop Spoilers. I love it. Yay! Thank you. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bravo. Thank you. Civ Pop Spoiler episode where every week the theme song is different because we don't want to give it away. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we just finished uh, doing Civ Pop Proper, where the fifth wave was reviewed by Aaron and Lowe, our guest guru today. Uh, so yeah, let's get a little more in depth into some of the stuff. Now you don't have to fear giving examples. For instance, Lo, in the podcast, you talk about the one line that made you laugh. Oh my goodness. Now you can say that line so Danae can appreciate it When he it as goes, well. this is Ben Parrish, I was like, <laughs> yes, good job. Like, if there is any reason to have that <clears throat> love triangle in there, it was to say that line. Because I, I don't know, maybe it was just because none of nothing else was landing with me, but that made me laugh so hard. So to give you some perspective and background on that, Danae, uh, sh- this gentleman who was part of the love triangle had read her diary where she talks about Ben Parrish the football player that she had a crush on or whatever. And so they have been together, you know, doing whatever. And they finally meet Ben Parrish. And he's like, this is Ben Parrish. Like the whole undertone is, you know, I've, you have a crush on this guy, you know, like that kind of thing. So (laughs) it was interesting. Uh, So yeah, let's go a little more in depth with the plot. So basically we find out that there are five waves to this alien attack. Do you remember them? Lo, do you remember the first four? Uh, it's an EMP, then a earthquake slash um, wave, an actual wave, mm-hmm. a tsunami, and then uh, the bird flu, avian flu, and the last one is... Invasion, like uh, being people. Oh yeah, that they're among them, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So basically this alien species is trying to take over our planet because they need it. Uh, it's not really defined. Well, yeah, it's, our planet's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> it's not really defined in the movie why they need it. Um, I think maybe that's still to come, or we'll find out more about that. But they don't want us on it before they, you know, they take over it for whatever reason. We kind of forgot to mention I haven't seen this movie, that so is true. I love this part because I don't plan on seeing it, and now I get to know all the deets. <laughs> <laughs> so they they are in stages 
uh, taking out the population, uh, first thing they do is they take away all our electronics. So they have an EMP that covers the world. No more. No more apps. No more engines. No more phones. No Whoa. more lights. Whoa. No more anything. Planes um, drop out of the sky in an extremely unrealistic fashion. Yeah. Dogs and cats <laughs> living together. Mass hysteria. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So they they do that and, you know, that gets us all off balance. Then they somehow make earthquakes happen all across the world at the same time. Tectonic plate control. Yes. And they that creates, of course, tsunamis all over the world. Um, and, you know, dams breaking. And so that washes out a lot of the population. Coastal cities especially are just gone. Uh, then they make a hybrid version of the bird flu that wipes out even more people. Some people are immune to it. Some people battle back from it. But for the most part, it kills you know most people. Then the fourth wave is that they are actually coming down to Earth, but they look like us. And so you don't know who is an actual what they call other, which thanks Lost. You know, that's, <laughs> that's still from Lost. Uh, and you don't know who is human, who is an other, you know, who's the alien invaders. So those are what the waves refer to. And so the question is, what is the fifth wave? Uh, and that's kind of where the, you know, the movie, like, what are they going to do next to, to take us out? So we're following, uh, what was her name again? Cassie. Cassie. That's right. Uh, Cassiopeia. That's where that comes from. I think they say. Because um, we can't just have a normal heroine name in a YA novel. <laughs> right. No. It has yeah. to be Can't completely... Can't just be Kristen. Be... Nope. Nope. It's got to be Katniss or Cassiopeia <laughs> uh, or four or whatever they are in Divergent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she is just a normal teenage girl doing normal teenage things. All the stuff starts happening. Uh, she loses, I think, her mom to the bird flu stage. Uh, and then so it's just her dad and her younger brother... And the movie does an interesting thing where it starts kind of in the middle of after all this has happened. So you kind of see the ramifications and then it goes back and brings you forward forward. Uh, and I liked that. I thought that was a really good way to kind of get us into this world. And I was in it. And uh, so we're dealing with this, you know, s small family now and they're trying to survive. The military comes in. Uh, somehow they got vehicles to work. And they round up all the kids from this um, survivor's camp and take them to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which I know because I lived right near there when I was growing up in Ohio. Huh. Um, I was like, that's oddly specific. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, well, and all this stuff that they're mentioning, I'm like, yes, that's real. I was, I used to live there. Um, I would have been one of those children at Wright-Patterson getting uh, brainwashed. If you survived the bird flu. <laughs> that's right. I like to think that I would have. Uh, and so they take all the kids away and then they round the parents up for what is supposedly an informational meeting. Uh, and the movie doesn't really give anything away at that point other than they play it as if there's like a revolt inside. They tell them that, that you can't distinguish people from the aliens and a revolt happens and basically all the adults are wiped out and killed by the military Um as that doesn't seem smart it doesn't well and it also to me really gives away the plot like i mean there's yeah. there's no way that happens if the military isn't bad you know what i mean like they would be able to save some of those lives right <laughs> you know what i mean so the military are aliens yes yes so excellent so not only have the aliens taken over our, our tectonic plates <laughs> and they've bird fluted up but they're now part of our military yes so why not we're doomed <laughs> <laughs> that is the idea. But there's love. So love conquers all. That's everybody. right. That's you. You don't know how uh, right you, you know. are. <laughs> <laughs> they basically had that line in the movie without yes. having no. that line in the movie. Yes. No. Yes. No. He's you, like, 
he's like, I, I know now that love is real. It's not just a trick. I was like, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. Wow. Wow. So, so yes, we'll move, we'll move along a little further to get there. <laughs> Basically, Cassie has stayed behind. She didn't go with the kids because she went back to get her little brother's bear. That was actually the most genuinely emotionally affecting scene for me. For whatever reason, seeing the bus drive away with her little brother in the back of the bus and she running after with a teddy bear, it worked for me. For whatever reason, I was like, oh, that gets me like, you know, because that's all that little kid had was his sister. And now she's getting left behind. Um, Yeah. And he's getting taken to the military camp. Yeah. Excellent. So she then. That kid's not going to care about bears for long. (laughs) See, she then sees what happens with the adults. That they're all killed. Okay. She grabs a gun, runs away, and so now she's surviving on her own. Whoa. She ends- With the bear or without the bear? Still got the bear. Okay. She's got her bear, her backpack, and her AK-47. That's all she needs. Wow. Um. So- Is her hair looking perfect? Of course. Okay. That Just making sure. look really nice. Just making sure. Um, <laughs> Ever so slightly curled. Yes. So <laughs> the other thing that the others are doing that we know, we don't, supposedly we don't know that they're the military yet. But we know that they are snipers, so that they have taken over people who are just taking out humans one by one. She gets shot on the uh, road. She's trying to get some supplies, and she ends up waking up, and she's being taken care of by somebody. This is a part of the love triangle as he's taking care of her. Um, And so he's nursing her back to health. She doesn't trust him, but eventually she learns to trust him, you know, all that kind of stuff. She sees him, you know, bathing in the lake. You know, all that, all that wonderful stuff that's going to happen. His his sinewy back muscles gleaming in the sun. Oh, wow. That sounds <laughs> fantastic. Muscles that no high schooler would ever have. No, right? <laughs> Drugs, okay? Drugs. <laughs> so uh, we come to find out, of course, then this is one of the big plot reveals. He's a nice alien. He's a nice alien. And the reason that he has decided to be a nice alien is because he fell in love with her. Because he saw her bloody mess. Yes. Uh, blown up, holding an AK-47 and teddy bear. Yeah. And thought... In the in the book, it's a little bit more believable because the reason that he... Because in the book, he's the one that shot her. Oh. And he decides not to finish her off because she doesn't just lay there and die. Because she gets back up and keeps going because she keeps being like, I have to get back to my brother. I have to get back to my brother. Hmm. So he he's kind of her- like... He's like curious more that like, wow, most of the other humans have just like given up and like laid down and died type of thing. But like that she is... keeps going, limping along with her leg bleeding out and she ends up taking shelter in a in the trunk of a car and it's snowing and she almost freezes to death. And then he rescues her after he's been like curiously watching her. That is a really drastic change in the movie then. I know. <laughs> they can, In the movie, he actually is there and saves her life. Somebody else shoots her and then he shoots the person that shoots her. Well, yeah, because it's unrealistic for people to shoot each other and then fall in love, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Uh, although I think Cupid would disagree. Uh, the <laughs> the <laughs> other thing that, that, of course, happens in... You know, this relationship is he reads her diary, he finds out about her life, all those kind of things. She doesn't know he's an alien until they are attacked uh, when they're on the road because she convinces him to go after her brother, who's at right at, you know, Patterson Air Force Base. They're attacked uh, on the road and he, like, has superpowers, apparently. Like, the aliens, apparently, they can jump really high. Like, there's a scene where, like, it flashes and you see his shadow, like, 30 feet in the air. Like, something. I mean, it doesn't really explicitly show their superpowers. But maybe you can speak to that, Lo, since you've read the book. But he's not on... in the book. <laughs> really? 
He really, really. I mean, he does. He is an alien, and he they discover it because of a similar situation. But there's no like flying around or like. And I didn't miss see that right. Strength. No, no, yeah, that definitely happened. I will say that the fight choreography was really good in that scene. It was like gritty. Like I believed that he knew what he was doing and yeah. like ripping guns out of people's hands. But yeah, there was no like really bad Twilight level like jump flying. <laughs> he did. He didn't glitter in the sun. At least say no. it. Say it. You're a vampire. She, <laughs> it, there's a moment where she literally is like, I think he says, "Say it." Like, what am I or what do you think or something like that? And and somebody goes, "You're one of them." Mm-hmm. I don't remember when it was. And I was like, no, no, they're not doing this. They're doing it. <laughs> they did it. So they continue after the the little brother who is in this camp where kids are so, being. Wait, what is Alien Man's end game here? The alien man that saved her life. Yeah. He just wants a pet. Yeah. Like he wants a human pet. He's like, oh, this one's different. <laughs> she runs through the maze different. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he, he falls in love. He's just technically, bored? Technically, they are sleeper agents. They've been on the planet for a while. Okay. They were planted there, and then when the aliens came, it woke them up to who they were supposed to be. So that's why he has muscles. Mm-hmm. Because he's an alien. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. why. Uh, and so I think that's part of it as well, is like the part of him that's human, that has lived a human life, is... is you know, Suddenly choosing, gone. Is, well, it's gone, and then it comes back. You know, he's choosing love instead of domination or you know whatever he's supposed to i think is the idea she's love just is the most powerful magic in the universe according to she harry potter so is, it's true she is it's just true. that pretty i mean you know <laughs> it's her hair man <laughs> so they're going uh to wright patterson air force base uh, you've got to stop saying that <laughs> <laughs> they say it that many times in they the do movie. they really do do they really yeah they really yeah do. oh good like I knew the name I didn't realize it was a real Air Force base I just knew it because I said it so much (laughs) it's hilarious Uh, no um, and she keeps looking at it on the map and circling it yes yes because she's got to get there because her brother's there as are all these kids who are being indoctrinated by what we don't know at the time or we shouldn't we're not supposed to know at the time are aliens and uh they take him in it's this really interesting process they take him in and they show them another kid who's got supposedly an alien on his his brain and so they put glasses on and through the glasses somehow these miracle x-ray glasses can see this you know brain sucking alien that's inside this kid so then they have them push a button that kills this kid or actually kills the alien and the kid dies as well and it's kind of the start of the indoctrination into them you know telling them and then they give them you know these special helmets that can see who's an alien and who's not and so they send them out to take care of of the Humans. aliens, yeah, which not before injecting them all with trackers so they know where they are. This is one of my favorite things. I really <laughs> want to talk about this. Is it just me, or are for somehow in this world of this universe, human bodies just you know you just kind of put a little cut them and you can you know dig stuff out of them? Like it was those trackers came in and out so easily, like with very little blood and very little pain. I did not understand that at all. We have pouches everywhere, right? <laughs> Who knew the back of our neck was like a kangaroo pouch? You just put a little <laughs> tracker in there. Uh, so yeah, so they've got imp- tracker implants, and you know they send them out to do this stuff. So my guess is that the kids, uh, that these little helmets, they're just killing people. There's no right. real aliens on their right. brains. Okay. And this is this is what I predicted from the moment you know that I assumed the military was were the aliens. Mm-hmm. Is that moment in the movie where they look at each other and go, guys, 
were the fifth wave. And that was the exact line in the movie <laughs> in that exact moment. They realized that they are the fifth wave. The kids uh, the are. The kids are. They're the finisher the, offers. The children warriors. Yes. So um, they realized this. Uh, because, the children do. Yes. Well, okay. this, this specific group of ki- children that have the football player that she had a crush on and her little brother, as okay. well as some other tea, I almost said teapot, teacup, and, uh, <laughs> and some other cool nicknames uh, that are there as well. There was one that was like pudgy or Dumbo and Dumbo. Uh, Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. There was one that this was, one. there was another one. I was reading about them. Were you reading the cast list? No, no. Oh. I was reading a little bit about the characters of the book. Oh, I see. What's the girl's name who's like the tough chick girl? Who... Ringer. R- Ringer. Ringer. That's right. Ringer. And there's like a zombie or something. Zombie yeah, is the zombie football is player. Ben Parrish. Yeah, that's Ben Parrish. That's the football player. So they all have interesting nicknames, which is yeah. what another thing that we all want. We all want love. We all want to be on a team and we all want a cool nickname. Right. All of us. It's just like wish fulfillment. I want a nickname. So they go out on their first, you know, human killing journey that they think is alien killing journey. And they figure it out because Ringer decides to take her tracker out. She's like, I'm done with this. I don't want anything to do with this. She takes her tracker out of the back of her neck. And immediately when she does, all their systems show that she's an alien. So Uh, apparently these trackers are also keeping them from thinking each other's are aliens. So then high tech. So then zombie figures it out and he takes his out and he's also an alien. And they're like, oh, we've you know, we are the fifth wave. And that happens there. That is also the place they have to figure out how to escape from this bus so Ringer goes out oh, and puts the bus. explosion in the gas tank, and then they all run away from it, and the bus explodes. For some reason, I was thinking school buses. I was like, when does a school bus? Because there's a lot of school buses. There are a lot of school movie. buses. I forgot yeah. that they were moving down the bus. That's the bus that had the big explosion that mm-hmm. actually ruined buildings. Yes. Including set one on fire. Yes. For real. That is the one. It's uh, a bad day. And so they- Can you just, let, as a film crew, uh-huh. standing on that street- you know that blowing up things has, you just can't There's always risk. control explosions. Yeah, for sure. But this is one of those moments that they, they tell you about. You train, trying to make sure that your explosion is as contained as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you're all just standing around in the aftermath, watching the buildings on the street burning. Yeah. 40 plus windows all broken out, like going, well... That just happened. Yeah. It was like a three something in the morning. <laughs> wow. And yeah, people are going to be there trying to get to work because this is like in an active part of the town where it was filmed. Wow. So you're like, we can't clean this up by 6 a.m., guys. <laughs> That's a bad day. Yeah. And you wonder how it happened because you, you assume it's not like they were like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll just use another stick of dynamite. You know, like you assume they kind of know what they're doing. So I just you wonder like where their math was off or, right? you know whose fault it was and if that person still has a job and... blame the alien <laughs> it's the others <laughs> i got my tracker it is our film crew is the fifth wave <laughs> <laughs> nice so the uh that team the football player who is also zombie uh he decides to go back because he actually tied up the um the brother the little brother so that he wouldn't have to come on the excursion oh. with them so he like trapped him back at the base well now he needs to get back to the base to you know save him so he's going back to save him the sister's coming in to save him they both meet there to end up saving him with of course the love struck alien uh who's there as well who is setting explosions somehow that dude blew up the entire base how did he do that (laughs) 
It wasn't in the book. It was just as mysterious in the book. It was just happening in the background. Oh, crazy. So, How does this stuff happen? We don't know. No, no, we don't. No one's going to ask questions. They're just going to come watch <laughs> it and be like, love. And it, love conquers all. Am I understating it to say that's pretty much the end of the movie? They save the little brother by blowing up the base and then they yeah, drive no, away. They have one little moment where they eat beans around a campfire. That's and, right. That's right. Yeah. Like the Avengers <laughs> moment where they're all going <laughs> no. out for burgers after Eating shawarma. Eating shawarma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have their little Avengers moment and then we move on. So the, um, so the cliffhanger is just we're still in post-apocalyptic. Kids all got together. They have no plan. They're just all together. Yeah. And well, and most of the kids are still in the military. It's just oh. this one little division. I mean, there's what, maybe half a dozen of them. I mean, you know, yeah. maybe. And Evan Walker is somewhere else. That's Love Triangle, Alien Man. Yeah. Yeah. Love Struck Alien is is off doing something else. And they're eating beans around a campfire. And, you know, what now? Where's our where's our heroine? Where is she? She's with them. Eating beans. Eating beans with her little brother. She's got her little brother back. And the bear. He Well, that's a beautiful moment in the movie, Danae. She, she hands him the bear mm-hmm. and he just pushes it aside and goes to hug her because that bear was not what was important. She was what, what was important to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. He hates bears now. Like he said, he's in the military. No yeah. more bears for him. Only, he's all grown up now. He's killed people. Only Leonardo DiCaprio No, he hasn't. Hates bears. He got oh, tied he up in the bathroom. That's right. That's right. He was spared from having to kill anyone. I do love what you said about how in the book there's more, <clears throat> excuse me, depth to their brainwashing. You know, to yeah. kind of get an understanding how dark that is. And because in the movie, it just seemed ridiculous that they would be going mm-hmm. along with this stuff as. Kids, oh, yeah. They, you know? It's a, it's like I, and I kind of mentioned that it was like snowing when she hunkered down in the trunk. Right. So it's the middle of winter when Evan rescues her and they're kind of at his house or whatever. And they spend weeks. I think it might even be a couple months there because they can't travel because it's the middle of winter and it's snowy outside and they would die. And so during that time it makes a little bit more sense that it's been that long of a period that they've been brainwashed and they're uh, the military is very into making them forget who they were. And there's a moment in the movie where they're sort of like, what was your name before this? Oh, my name was Ben. My name was Sam. And they sing a little song, which was kind of adorable. Um, And another chuckle that I got in the movie was when he was like, can you guys please shut up when they're singing this song? (laughs) Very funny. Um, But uh that sort of stuff is happening because they've basically erased anything that was childlike in them. They're like, wow, you know, abusing them, basically not letting them like crying is not allowed. Like all these different things are constantly running drills and exercising. And that's depressing. Yeah. This is an intense, depressing book. But at the same time, that's like kind of what the hunger games was like. This is not fun. Like there are children that have are being forced to kill each other in this, you know, this crazy world. And it, in the book, it was much more like how I imagine uh, like child soldiers in real life are indoctrinated because that does happen yeah. in the world. Yes, it does. I've seen. Yeah, there were a few documentaries and movies. Um, Beasts of No Nation was one specifically that leaps to mind this last year that kind of document that actually doesn't document. That's actually a movie, but it is based on a true story of, you know, how that happens with child soldiers and in the indoctrination. And yeah, it's it's really scary to think how impressionable we are when we're that young and how easy it is to mold what we believe you know and that's i think that's a real incentive for parents to be really careful too you know to to be very specifically um like purposeful purposeful. yeah Mm -hmm. with how you how you raise your kids because they you know they're built to take the world around them and make it part of their belief structure you know so 
Yeah. And on that note. <laughs> real talk. Real talk while discussing the fifth wave. <laughs> Dude, that's go. heavy. Yeah. But I... It, <clears throat> For me, the end was was one of the most disappointing parts because there's just nothing to it. Even like yeah. the escape, there's nothing to it. It's just like, oh, they happen to escape. Uh, you know, Zombie goes back and they ca- they bring him in to the main guy who Leo Schreiber plays, the general. I don't remember his name. But they're sitting across from each other and they have that, you know, like face to face. I think the line he uses is, you, uh, you drop your lie and I'll drop mine, you know, kind of thing. And so he's, you know, like, yeah, I'm an alien. And he says, yeah, I know. And that kind of thing. And then he has to escape. Well, how's he escape? I don't know. Some explosions happen and he runs away. You know, like, it's just like, there's just nothing to it. Are they making the assumption, again, that no one's going to ask questions? It's just, they're going to, like... They escaped because plot. Yeah. <laughs> because plot. That's why. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else. Lo, do you have anything else you want to bring up spoil. from the movie or spoil? No. no, I think I'm good. Cool. Well, thanks for joining this episode of Sif Pop Spoilers, only available in the podcast feed. Mm-hmm. We don't like to spoil things on the live show because that's just not nice. But if you would like to listen to the show proper while we record it live, we would like to welcome you or actually, I guess, say invite you to listen live on Fridays at noon central. We stream through Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash shoe the dough to listen to the recording of this podcast proper which is Sif Pop. And thanks so much for subscribing in your iTunes or Android feed. We appreciate that. And if you've got any feedback for us, anything you'd like us to cover differently or do differently, we would love to hear from you. You can always catch us at our website, AaronAndDanae.com is a great way to contact us. And if you have a tracker, all you got to do is just cut just a little bit above it and it'll just pop pop right out. And you can like store snacks in there it's after kinda, you're done. It's pretty <laughs> amazing. Kind of like a little cyst. Yeah. 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 You, just, you just squeeze and it all comes yep. out. It's really disgusting. I shouldn't have said that. Love it. (laughs) Terrible way to end this podcast. No, it's beautiful. Okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.